Hello, welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv forward slash roll together forward slash schedule. Please do leave a review and we look forward to adventuring together. Adventure! <laughs> Welcome to Talking is a Free Action. This is our weekly show where we peruse and select some of the most interesting people from the material plane and then put them through a set of challenges, rooms and questions to find out a little bit more about them and the world that they live in. Why, you may ask? I have absolutely no idea. Honestly, I do not know. There's not any sort of secret invasion of any higher-ups or anything that's in the works or anything like that, I swear. I don't know how long I'm going to get away with that, but anyway. Anyway, I am a playmaker, and I am one of your newly appointed, this is my second go at this, question masters, you know, one of those benevolent, all-inquisitive people. And this is my, again, Parlor of Candor. Yes. Now, you may have noticed that I am not alone, and that is because I have been through the material plane and have found this wonderful creature actually and have brought them here for some fun and games although as 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 always it is my understanding that ashi is also connected to other characters in the material plane as well as a higher being known as ali in the real world yes i said that Uh, they call that their home it's a very funny name for a world i'm not going to lie anyway it is my hope that we will be able to extract from Ashi as well as Ali, uh, uh, information from Ashi as well as Ali is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Ashi, are, are you ready to play? Uh, I, I guess so. I think I should stop doing mushrooms before going to bed, but I'm fine. I'm did, fine. Did, did you happen? Did you, no, no, I can't ask that. No, no, I will speak to you about that afterwards, I think, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Right, before the game begins, uh, we have some amazing sponsors that we must thank. Uh, these entities are known as Hero Forge, Ultra Pro, Felix Dice, and Alchemy RPG. And we also have a group of fantastic supporters in Idle Champions, Neverwinter, Elderwood Academy, and D&D Beyond. I should also mention our special fondness for our audience members known as the D20 Club. And if you'd like to join them, you can so by supporting Patreon for just as little as one of your local currencies. If you can't if you can't join us here right now in the Parlor of Candor Live, you can also you can always listen on your favorite podcasting app by searching Roll Together RPG. And if you wanted to find us on any of those planes of social media, ew, then you can just search for Roll Together RPG. Now, actually. You are in the parlour of Candor, and for the next 55 minutes or so, uh, we shall play through a game with, and this is different to the other question masters, this deck of cards. How does it work, I hear you ask? Well, if you look in your pocket, you'll see that you or you should find a D100. Do you happen to have that? I do. Uh, now. Quick question. Did you have that there already, or is it something I sneak into your pocket? Uh, actually, I mean, me, I, I love playing games as well, and I'm a fan of bony things, so mine are made of bone. Ooh, that, I cannot wait to see them. That sounds absolutely fantastic. Now, what you're going to do for me in a moment is you're going to roll said D100, and the result will be drawn from this deck of cards. Yes. And whatever the image is on the cards, I shall give to yourself, and you shall go place it in the door that's over there. You look over there, and you can see that there's a very finely crafted door with what looks to be an exact sized slot for a card to be put in. I know, right? It's like it all comes together. I know. (laughs) And it will take you into the next room. Now, 
of course. If there's anything that you come across that you don't want to, to deal with, or just don't like it, you just say the magic words, talking is a reaction, and we will see if we can get any juicy bits of information from Ali. Uh, once 55 minutes are up, you will safely be taken back to the exact moment I took you from, uh, with no memory of any of this happening. So you don't have to worry about um, embarrassing yourself or embarrassing me, or, I mean, I'll remember it if you embarrass me, but if you embarrass yourself, <laughs> you won't remember it. So, but anyway, are you ready, games, to be I am. Fantastic, right, well... A uh, little quick description of what the Parlor of Pandor looks like. Uh, you walk into a very moderately sized shop. There's one of those open closed signs on the on the front, which uh, has writing on it that you cannot read. The counter itself is on the left hand side. With a the counter itself is made out of glass, and it looks to be what seems to be some sort of trading cards or something all individually placed on the inside behind the counter there are some rather oversized weapons that are hanging on the wall those were made by the forge master at request of myself they are for any cosplayers who want to come in and purchase them uh, there are a couple of desks with what look to be mats and things and dice and all that laid about basically it's a, a nerdy shop as it were anyway would you like to roll me a D100? I certainly will. I got a 81. 81? Well, that's right near the bottom of the deck. Okay, wait one second. Oh, sorry, when you've got 100 cards in a deck, it's very unwieldy. Right, there we go. Okay, so uh, 81, yes? Okay, so what did we get? Now we have a picture. Oh, yes. It's got a very weird symbol on it. it it's like uh, a bunch of little diamonds all together uh, with darkness behind it. It could be some sort of a net or or some sort of a grid. I don't know. Would you like to go put that in the door for me, please? Absolutely. Um... Okay. So, as you put the card into the door, you watch sort of this purple magic just erupts from the card itself and the encompasses all the little crinnies and cracks. Crinnies is another word that I've just invented. Last week it was needle. <laughs> now it's crinnies, but it goes through all the little door parts of the door and the door sh lights up and then opens. And as it opens, you can walk through. And as soon as you walk through, you feel the f your feet get taken out from underneath you and whoosh, you rise up and you find that you are in a very tight position as you are currently tangled up in a web and as your eyes adjust to your surroundings you can see that you're in a very dark forest you can hear the sounds of chanting coming from we use it's either chanting or singing it's it's um it sounds beautiful either way mm -hmm. and you can just see coming out from some bushes off in the distance so your eyes have just adjusted to seeing some little fuzzy creatures that are in no way a trademark for anything in any sort of galaxies far, far away or anything like that. But they are, are holding sticks and they are banging them on the floor. And there is a rather large pan, hot thing, that is riding on some wood with some fire underneath it that is being brought right underneath yourself. With bubbling water inside, it looks like they brought you some sort of a hot tub. Mmm, I haven't had like a hot bath in a while. Oh, Actually, I mean, we don't have like many like running water or like fresh water in, uh, in the open seas when we go pirating. So probably I will gladly accept this um, bath. Also, like you mentioned sticks. Is there any whip? Because like everything you describe is like my gig. Well, Being I mean, I hold up. I mean, it's just few elements that are missing here. Well, I mean, there probably is somebody who's got a whip because you know they want to tenderize the meat as it's cooking, as it were. Um, so what is the point of the game? Because I'm having a great time. Is it about 
getting out of this situation? Is it about overcoming the difficulties? I don't know. Tell me. Oh, oh, well, I mean, as a question mark, this is the first time somebody actually asked me this question. <laughs> well, I mean, you can make this, you can make of the situation what you want. You can try to escape the situation. You could mm. by fighting, by talking, by simply just escaping if you want to, or you can attempt to befriend the people. You notice that uh, the, the playmaker myself, I'm not actually with you at the minute. However, sitting on your shoulder is a rather fancily clad mouse wearing similar sort of clothing to what I was wearing, just sitting on your shoulder talking to you. <laughs> I'm not, I, I mean, this is not the weirdest thing that has happened to me tonight, so that's fine. Uh, however, you might know that as a lion person, I might be a little bit inclined to have things like you for snacks. But I'm not going to eat you. Yes, please like, don't. Yes. You'll, you'll be... find that you'll be eating air if you eat me. Oh, that's so... Um. Okay, so... Let's spice it up stuff. Literally. Wait, it's not what... spicy enough as it is? <laughs> yes. What Ashi is going to do is use... Um, major image. Ooh, okay. To produce a big wild hog that is just gonna appear from somewhere around the corner, and he's just gonna run through this um hot bath, and he's just gonna jump inside. Just like, yes, it means instead of whoever. Obviously, Ashi is like very skinny. Like, if you look at him, it's mostly like wet uh, jerk meat. I mean, it's very, very like not um, something very that you would chewy. not say. Yeah, it's, it looks chewy, so probably it's... not the best uh, option for for a for a main dish. Um, so hopefully they will fall for it and then I can quickly escape. Okay, right. Well, uh, as as it is with Major Image, uh, as this wild hog comes charging out of the forest and goes to dive into pot, I will make a roll just to see if these non-trademark creatures notice it is an illusion. That's a ten, so no, they don't! And as this creature dives into the water, it spooshes out with illusionary water and does not quite touch you. <laughs> but the, it, the hog itself comes, surfaces out of the water and leans on it as if it's in said <laughs> hot tub. And it, you just watch as it bubbles. The creatures, these creatures with the sticks are beginning to salivate and are getting very excited at the fact that there is a rather large hog inside the water and they are not paying you any mind whatsoever so you can quite easily slip out of this net if you'd like to now how would you go about doing that what what is ashi's way of uh, escape so ash is more of a necromancer so it's all about healing people not about escaping so i'm gonna have to risk it and when you say healing people is it more healing people <laughs> no it's actual healing a little bit creepy but it's healing um yeah uh, i've known for my um weird creepy descriptions of how spirits comes and take the pain away from your body but we are not here for that right now so it's not in this room anyway <laughs> later so i have my claws so i'm just gonna start cutting some of the strings, not too many, so one by one, so I don't just plummet to the floor. And is it like a sticky kind of situation or is it like ropes? It's all ropes, there's no no stickiness to it. Um, they they add the stickiness later when they, when they are prepared. So something that I don't understand is why tabaxis 
have a climbing speed, but lion persons, leonines, don't. So it's just like, aren't we like the same kind of? Yes, I, I mean, I suppose there has to be some sort of a difference between the two. Maybe tabaxis are more agile, whereas leonin are more rar. More rar, yeah. We have the, the rar. Um, the rar. So, and then I'm going to start trying to climb up and here's uh, going to get interesting with my minus one. You Good could friend. use either acrobatics or athletics to do the climbing if you'd like to. It's all, it's all down to your own character's personal preference as to how they climb. I'm going to use acrobatics because I'm a cat for a 22. 22, nope. You, you managed to cut out... Uh, for some reason, have you ever been caught in a net before? I mean, the way that you've cut these bits of net, it looks like you've been caught in one at some point. I've never, and I will never do it again. Oh, that's fair enough. But you managed to surgically cut your way out without falling into the water and ruining said illusion. And you very acrobatically, as it were, give it skill, acrobatics. Anyway, you swing out and you land on the other side of the pot where there isn't any of these fuzzy little creatures. And you can see off in the distance, there is just in the bush a little bit, there is a door. One that you didn't come through, uh, that you can make your way to if you'd like to. I will cautiously go. Very cautiously, you walk and you see a couple more of these fuzzy creatures all wearing, uh, as you go along, the, the clothing that they're wearing seems to be a little bit smart. One of them is wearing a little diggy bow tie and all of that, and they seem to have knives and forks in their hands. And <laughs> turn back and you can see that your illusion has taken on a life of its own, and it's now turned itself into a fully steamed and cooked hog. And as it's prepared on a table, a very long table that seems to have appeared out of nowhere, they go to cut into it, and their knife just disappears right through the hog and then you watch and listen as they all scream out in anguish as you make it to the door and are able to get through well done first room done how many points do i get oh a point system uh, should we say five points should we see yes. how many points you have at the end let's see yes i will give you a five out of five for that one yes fantastic right well you're now in a very dark corridor uh, the door behind you has now closed and there is another door in front of you. Now, uh, same sort of situation that's got the holes in it, uh, or a hole in it for you to put a card. Mm. However, we're going to we're going to mix things up a bit, as it were, and I'm going to ask you to draw uh, to roll a D100 twice. I will then draw two cards. I will give you a description of what's on each card, and then you can pick which one you go to. How does that sound? So, as she takes the bony dice, and Rolls at 84 and at 88. So quite at the bottom still. I mean, yeah, it's right at the bottom yeah. of the deck. It's a good thing I'm shuffling it right now. Right, so 84 and 88, those are two of the most bottom cards. Well, so the net, the first card, the 84. Now, this looks to be a, a rather busy building house of some sort. There seems to be mm -hmm. lots of bodies and some and in up in the where the seating area would be there seems to be multiple lights that seem to be flashing as you mm -hmm. move the card about it like, like, a party? Some, like some sort of a party yes and then with the 88 it looks like there's a very dark room with lots of pillars around and there's a set of piercing eyes that are looking at you they look mm -hmm. almost um what's the word uh divine looking at you which one would you like to go for i know which one i'd go for but which one are you going to go for uh, she has been in many parties, but he enjoys to be one-on-one -on -one with the VIP person of the host. So he's going to go for the big eyes. Oh, okay, so I should give you that card. Can I put that in the door for me, please? And she puts the card on the slot. I'm That's still having um, the rat, right? The rat would have, as you come through the door, the rat would disappear, and I would appear next to you. But then as you go through the door again, the, the rat reappears on your shoulder again. And you walk into a very, very large, very long room with pillars that go all up, that reach up into infinity all the way along the room. They've got some carvings in, 
in the base of the pillars and that stretches all the way to the top. And there is a very light mist on the floor. And as you get closer, oh, as you walk, do you carry on walking through or is there any particular way you'd like to approach this? I don't want to assume. I could rather not go... Can I, like, go side of the room, like, not main of the of the room, but, like, on the wall, next to the wall? Of course you can, yes, yes, you can... Trying to, that. you know, hide my way. I'm not good at hiding, I think, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now... Move between the pillars and hide a little bit, yes. Ashi is also well known for, um, well, many of my characters, um, for preferring a more discreet way of exploration. So I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts to see what is around. And in a 50 feet radius, I get to know is there any creature with an intelligence? higher than three, how many and their locations. For now, I don't want to know what they are thinking, but just to know. You're just uh, setting up your radar so you can sense if there's anybody around. That makes sense. I like that. It's very good. Well, you can definitely sense the... I mean, your detect thoughts reaches out to 50 feet. Conveniently enough, this room is 50 feet long. Who would have thought? Anyway, <laughs> you cast your spell, and how for the, for the audience? Uh, how does how does casting detect thought? How does that look like? Uh, thanks for asking. Um, Ashi will take out um, his focus, and he uses an ocarine. But this ocarine is made of bone. This is actually a skull or someone, and. Go, you have to watch uh, the campaign so you know who this person was. Yes. Um, but basically, the skull has some uh, holes in it. And the way how Ashi produces music is that it's blowing air through the mouth. So it looks like it's kissing this skull. And some smoke comes, <clears throat> sorry, comes out of the holes that produce the, the, the beautiful uh, music. A little bit creepy. Um, more like a really solemn kind of melody, and the the um, the smoke surrounds my head, and that sort of uh, allows me to have like a, a sixth sense of what is around. That, that description, yes. And this happens, and as I said the room, convenient enough, is fifty feet. So you do pick up the intelligence of a creature which is at the end of the 50 feet which just so happens to be towards what we can probably be the end of the room uh, it is very a very very intelligent creature but there is only one okay and it does it look like so based on the card i'm expecting a huge creature in the sense of can i not is it large gargantuan is it trying to be it feels like it's got a very big brain. You said that you're not trying to d- <laughs> determine... I know, right? And you shouldn't have said that. Um, Ashi will absolutely knock on the door like, is anybody home? You, Try he... to read the thoughts of this creature. Oh, okay. So you knock on the door. <laughs> and you, you hear some rustling inside the head of this creature and you hear the sounds of what looks to be what sounds to be should i say locks being unlocked on this mine door and you just hear a little crack creak of the door open and these brilliantly blue eyes look back at you uh, they say in a very very deep voice well, this is unusual i don't normally have people knocking on my door I- usually knocking on other people's mind door. Well, there is always a first time for everything. My name is Ashi, and I will like to introduce myself, but if I get close to you, will I get hurt? 
do not intend to hurt you. No, I mean, I, I'm not a fighting creature. I'm too old for that. I'm, I'm more of a creature of knowledge. Uh, if anything, I have a riddle for you that you could answer in order for you to uh, proceed through the Playmaker's uh, games. Uh, the Playmaker and I are good friends, so... How long have you known each other? Oh, uh, they've been they've been crafting their uh, their different parlor for a few hundred years before they joined the uh, before they joined the uh, the training program. So uh, they've been big fans of the other question masters for quite a while. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's been a while. That sounds interesting. I'm sure you have many other stories. Let's leave that for later. Now, tell me more about that. Um, what do you say? Um, the riddle. The riddle, yes. And as you will start walking to the end of the corridor. <laughs> I want to see what this is. You start walking to the end of the corridor, and you can see. Do you have dark vision? I think I do. I hopefully. Uh, senses. What are my senses? Same. Senses, uh, additional senses, uh, apparently, no, I don't think I do. It's fair enough. I mean, I there is a there is a very faint light that is illuminating parts of the room anyway. But as you get closer to where the end of the 50 feet is, you can see there is a very small, it looks small, but it's a stage area. And laying on it is a four-legged creature with large wings, a tail that splits off into two, covered in various looking diamonds and bits of gold. Its body looks like that of a lion. Its head is that of a person with a very fine filigreed crown type thing on the head, almost like a like a pharaoh, I should say. Uh, they look like if if you hadn't have known that they were there, they probably could have passed a statue. But in fact, it is a sphinx. Mm -hmm. And as you pull into vision to see their face, they have a a very moderate grin as they recognize you from the person that knocked on their mind palace. Ah, oh, yes. So, here is your riddle. What is always old, sometimes new? Never sad, sometimes blue. Never empty, but sometimes full. Never pushes, always full. Um... I think I'm going to use my tokenism reaction because I have no idea what is always old, sometimes new. Never sad, sometimes blue. Never empty, but sometimes full. Never pushes, always old. I will let you think on that, Ali, while we roll some questions. How are you doing today? I'm very fine. Uh, the weather is great. Um, I'm having fun, so everything is fine. Awesome. Right. So uh, this is the part of Talking as a Bring Action where I shall roll, where I will roll a D100. And we will ask you a question, depending on what I roll. Okay. If roll, I rolled a 26. That's actually quite low. Because in fact, you've been rolling quite high. That's the other end. Right. Um, I know who put this question on there. <laughs> anyway, uh, the question the question is if you if you or your character could only eat pickles with faces on them, sausage flavor ice cream, or half bean cheese for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Sorry, go, say again. That's all right. So this so was any of your characters uh, and yourself, if you could only eat pickles with a face on them, a sausage flavored ice cream, or half and cheese for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Okay, I think all of them will pick up the friends. So is this either pickles, sausages, yep. uh, cheese? And cheese, yeah. And that is, is that a fourth one? No, that's just those three. Okay, so the Sally will pick, uh, will pick cheese. Uh... Oryx Red Main, the Wizard Bard, will pick up sausages. Um, oh my goodness, uh, I have too many. Uh, Lorana, the other uh, 
Leonine will also pick up Chis. Um, Ashi will pick up uh, Chis, I think as well. That is, as, as we have established during the, the campaign, Chis is not something like that available in the ships. Yeah. Um, who else have I played? Uh, Silvermane, the fighter cleric. It's an idiot, so probably the pickles. Um, I'm missing. Uh, the, what's the name of the or oh, the other tiefling? Uh, Oguri. Oguri. Oguri would pick uh, probably a mix of pickles and cheese, if possible. Probably yes, why not? pickles wrapped in, on cheese. Almost like, yeah, almost like a, yeah. what they call pigs in blanket, but cheese and, or pickle in cheese. Yes, let's call it uh, frogs in... Frogs in blanket? Frogs in blanket? Does that work? <laughs> I don't know. It works. Uh, right. Yes. Well, and Ali will pick up sausages all the time. That's very nice, yeah. Sausages. Sausage flavoured ice cream. Uh, sounds... Yes. Like an interesting thing that I try probably once at least. Now right. that you say that, like imagine having the ice cream with bits of pickles and cheese. Interesting. Mm, not sure if that should exist in this or in other planes. Yeah. But you know what? This is your. Those are your questions. Those are my answers. I mean, it's it's that hot at the moment that I would probably actually leave that. <laughs> if that would be the only flavor in stores, I will have it. Yes. Uh, right. Let's quickly roll another question, shall we? Let's do mm -hmm. two questions. Uh, that is a 48. Ooh. Okay. So pick one type of dice from ranging from D20 down to D4 and give it a voice. What does it say? <laughs> I will pick up the D12. It's a really depressed voice because it's the least used dice. So it's more about like, oh, nobody cares about me. I'm here always giving all the hit points to the barbarian and the paladin, and then they forget about me. You know, they just use me when they level up, and then that's it. That's it. Poor D12. Poor D12. D12. And he's always jealous of the D6. Like, yes. swear to that enemies yeah especially when there's two d6s around all the time like, why would you want to roll two d6 instead of one d12 <laughs> well, right okay so uh are you ready to go back in or would you like another question uh, quick five let's go questions. for another question let's go let's for another question. question i like this kind of like <laughs> i don't know it's, it's, it's game related but not you know campaign related that's fair. Okay, so I rolled a 22 that time. So, uh, as this is a talking is a free action for Ashi, let's focus this one on Ashi. What is Ashi's morning routine? So, Ashi's. <laughs> Ashi is a little bit of a prankster. So, I guess he will first go back to his journal and see which pranks are still running and not to forget or not if there is anything that. He has to keep going like a joke or something, not to fall out of character. And after that, he doesn't take much uh, care about like his physique, as we have established. But he cares a lot about uh, his instruments. So he has this ocarina bone and also a um, big sort of a boy or like a big flute also make a bone. So he will take like the proper time to uh, clean it um, truthfully and then just put it back and then start the day. Um, so given that most of the time he's, um, uh, he's a bounty hunter kind of thing, we'll be like, okay, where am I? And which is the, which decisions will take me closer to my objective? That's good. Uh, I just got this image in my head that uh, instead of actually making notes on the campaign itself, like what's happening, like we must go talk to this person, 
and this particular piece of law is really interesting or is it vitally important in order for us to progress <laughs> through the story sort of thing instead of having all those sort of notes Ashley's just got a list of every prank that they've done and are currently doing to the, the just an image that's in my head I don't know if that's an <laughs> but that's meant to be on purpose or not and so that's uh, from start to end but at the end of the notebook that is like names that is like watch out for this because this one is very angry at you because of this so it's not a black lace of who I hate but who hates uh, Ashley and you catch all go, 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 see, go see the campaign and you will understand <laughs> right so I think at this point we should go back into the playmaker and to Ashley yes. and see what the answer to the question shall we go back in <laughs> We'll have a go, just in case. Oh yes, I mean, if you'd still like to have a go, the the answer is there, ready for you if when you're ready. But go ahead. So we go back into Ashley, and as she's looking at this creature, and he remembers one um, one night at sea with home and all the others in the uh in the um in the nautilus and looking at the moon and just thinking about lorana his sibling and how much lorana has embraced change and how much the moon represents that sometimes it's new sometimes it's full but it's always pulling the sea towards her and that is my answer, the moon. That's it. And as you say, the moon to the sphinx, you hear the sounds of stone shifting. And you look down towards where the stage area is, and you can see there's a very small door. You probably have to crouch down to get through it, but it's opened out. And there seems to be darkness on the inside. And the sphinx looks down at you with a rather a rather pleased grin on its face as you, you may proceed. Uh, well done. Is it Mr. Mistress? I go by either. I don't mind. Uh, and do you have a name? I do. It's Andro. Andro. And that was nice to see you. Uh, I'm Ashi. If you are around the material plane, come and tell me more stories. Ooh. I promise not to read your mind again. Sorry. Uh, I mean, next time you can come in for some mind tea if you'd like. I will uh, drink it on my own. Would probably die if I look into your mind. But probably, I but I could, I could contain it for you. I need a friend. If at any point you want to join my mind palace, you, uh, you, you, you can knock. That's so sweet. I'm going to take uh, something of my belongings, like a ring or something. Like, oh, if you want to scry or something, you can do it. Oh. Um, Tail comes over and hooks the, hooks the ring up and brings it back and he watches the ring is placed on the sort of like Pharaoh's um, mm-hmm. mane that this Sphinx has and it's almost like a magnet attaches to it. I certainly shall. Thank you very much. And, Bye. and runs to the darkness. Run get through the door and you end up in a familiar corridor again with a door at the end. Now, and I appear next to you. Ah, well, I'm glad you met my friend there. Uh, Andrew, Andrew's been with me for quite a while. Gave me a lot of ideas for a lot of these rooms. So, uh, yes. Great. They are great. Like, fantastic. Yes. You have amazing friends. Thank you. Have uh, you ever said that to me? Uh, are you finding everything okay? Is, are you having fun? Is nothing nothing's uh, been horrible or anything for you? Are you sure I have to go after 55 minutes? I mean, I would keep you, but unfortunately my um, my power sort of exerts at 55 minutes, so I sort okay. of let you go, unfortunately. Uh, I wish there was a way, but um, anyway, uh, let's get back to it. Now, um, we're going to roll another D100. Now, I'm going to give you the choice. Would you like to roll it once, or would you like to roll it twice and pick again? So it's completely up to you. Uh, well, I like options. You always need options. Always need options, yes. Let's go for twice, then. So I've been rolling super high. <laughs> oh, well, 89 and 17. Ooh. 
So for a change, I'm gonna go. Well, no, you tell me, you tell me, and then I decide. Okay, so uh, you're on an 89 and a 17. So the first card that we have drawn. So, sorry, I'm going to draw the deck then. Okay, right. So the first card is is a question mark with the word number behind it. That's it. Just a question mark with the word number behind it. That was for the 89. And then for the 17, it has a, a picture of a face. It's like a faceless figure wearing very basic clothing. Uh, stood in what looks to be a field of some sort. Field. Mm. It could be a field, it could be a village. It's like a it's like one of those sorts of pictures where it's the figure stood there and then there's different images behind it. So you've got one section is a field, another section is a wow. village dock, that's mostly. I don't think I don't like basic pictures. So I will go for the question mark because this is about questions, right? Yes, so let's go it. for the question mark. So I will give you that card. You may put that in the door. And you find yourself inside a very comfy-looking lounge area. There seems to be a rather old-looking teethly sitting on a recliner chair. They have what looks to be very red and very warm robes wrapped around them. It's a very nice fireplace licking, in the, licking just behind them. Uh, this tiefling has uh, very grey hair and a very grey goatee, uh, red, red hued skin, and looks towards you as you enter the room. Uh, what number am I thinking of? Is what they say to you. Uh... It's just a basic guessing game. What number are they? they this up. seems like the perfect room for you, I must say. <laughs> yes, I've got a curse <laughs> You cast detect thoughts, and uh, the creature, I believe there is a resistance element to the spell. Is there, or am I? Or am I uh, so I can know the. the uh the superficial thoughts, but if I want to know like something specific, it's a Wisdom 15, please. Wisdom 15. They shall roll that. They are more charisma-based than they are wisdom-based. So, uh, that is a 14. So, they fail. One underneath. Anyway, you scratch the surface level of their thoughts to begin. And you can you get the sense that they are thinking about taking a nap at some point. So they just want to. They they have a book in front of them. They want to finish this chapter that they're on. The problem is, it, you can tell from the surface thoughts that they've they've only just started the chapter. It's probably about twenty pages to the next chapter because you know they're one of those people who flicks to see where the next chapter is so they can see how much they've got to read. Uh, but you can, you can feel the grogginess in their mind that they are about to go to sleep at any point. Uh, deep within their mind, though. They are thinking of the number six, six, six. Well, I know which number you're thinking of, but isn't it more important why are you thinking of the number six? Do you want to explore that? Uh, we could do, or, 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 or you could... And he just stops, <laughs> eyes open, and you just hear the sounds of snoring sort of coming from him. And he wakes up and goes, oh, yes. Uh, it's the number of sheep I counted before I started to drift off. I was reading this, but I then started counting sheep. That's that's all. Nothing to do with the devil or anything, I swear. That's highly suspicious. It is. <laughs> um, would, you, would you like to carry on? Uh, do you mind me if I tell you a story? Oh, yes. It seems to perk up at you saying, oh, yes, tell me a story. Go ahead. So I'm going to take, if possible, just very kind, like the book. And I'm going to start 
reading through it just to see what is there. <laughs> you you start like, reading through it. It, it is it, it is in Abyssal. Do you happen to read Abyssal? Primordial. Ooh, um, not quite. So you don't you don't quite catch on to what no. the book is about to start off with. However, as this is the magical world of the playmaker, <laughs> you do after a little while begin to see the words begin to shift and turn into that of common. And this cre- this particular creature is reading a book about a devilish creature that has had enough of living in the nine hells and has come to the material plane, uh, currently lives in Waterdeep and is uh, solving crimes within Waterdeep as, uh, and as a private investigator for some <laughs> reason. And this is one of the many stories that this creature is oh. telling. Nice. Again, not copyright from anything else that's out in the in the real world. Um, as I read, I'm gonna cast catnap on this person, and then I will leave the leave the book, and then just continue. If there's any sort of save DC to this to catnap, dude, just the Stephen fails it instantly. <laughs> they're that tired, they just and they just stop. <laughs> The, there's a door just behind him that you can go through, and as you enter into the door, uh, or exit this room and into the corridor that you've been in many times, um, the playmaker is just stood there like, oh. Or I'm stood there, should I say, because I'm the playmaker. Uh, well, that was um, just that was rather nice of you to read that, read that for them. Um, the catnap was a nice touch. It means that they're going to sleep for a little bit longer, at least. So, at least I don't have to worry about reading them the rest of the chapter. You just sort of save me a job there. Thanks for that. But you you do that often? Yes, yes, yes. I've had a, I've had it uh, on on the test runs where I've had a few people go through. Uh, they haven't um, finished the chapter off. They just you know managed <laughs> to get the number out of them somehow, and then you know page number or whatever it is. And then they just sort of progressed through. So, I mean, you actually took the time. So that's, that's very kind of you. Thank you. I mean, people think that I'm an asshole. And yes, I am. But I also, you know, like, oh, you well. can, I mean, pranks are not like, I don't mean to prank you to, because I'm an asshole. It's just to, you know, like, a little bit of banter and you bonding. Like to, you like to lift the spirits of those around you. But then, I guess some of them have gone badly. I mean, no one has died yet, but you know, one eye lost, a couple of fingers. I, I mean, mean but we're still pirates, right? Yeah, I mean, you Who have that covered them? if one of them does die anyway, because you're a necromancer, so you can just bring them back. But always they are like, oh, I'm going to die. And I'll be like, yeah, everybody dies. I just bring you back. Yes. Right. Well, uh, before we move on to the next room, uh, I'm going to use my infinite powers to do talking as a free action. I'm up for it. Yes. Let's, uh, we're getting towards the end of our time. So we can probably get another two, or judging by how quickly we did the last set of questions, three questions in, uh, and then maybe one more room, and then that'll be it, I think. So... How are you finding? I'm going to ask you a question before rolling because you know, <laughs> going right off task. How are you finding Monsters of Maelstrom at the minute? Uh, it's been um, full of surprises. I think the full cast has been kept kept on the toes with the the whole thing that is behind, like the the general plot, but also trying to develop this. Uh, well share the stories behind so i think it's been a a nice surprise how we um come together to tell that story and i think this is this coming probably before the finale or after the finale uh before the finale because you have to watch the finale yeah the finale is i mean there is a a good part of the pranks but also uh, a very exciting moment so you have to watch the finale and i'm very happy i'm very um i i wish i could uh as ali 
just being part of that uh, tripulation. But uh, yes, it's just very nice and very warm place for anyone to be in terms of uh, species, you know, like the, the whole um, atmosphere that uh, the ship has is just really welcoming and, and accepting. It's, it's really nice. It's always, always good when you get that sort of connection between the players and uh, sorry, between the characters, sorry, because then, then that sort of it then overlaps or overspills to you as a player with the other yeah. players as well. Which I think really it's cool. both ways, but yeah, yeah. one one is not a reflect of the other and then a feedback. And, uh, yeah. This Great. is the power of TTRPGs. Yes. I rolled a 26 to start with, which is a question that we'd already done. So I rolled again, I rolled an 80, and this sort of was almost a perfect segue from the question that I asked you about how you're finding it, finding Maelstrom at the minute. So what do you like in a DM? <laughs> I, I think for, for me, the most important thing is that yes, and I, I tend to come with those moments when I say, hear me out. And people know that is a moment when I'm about to throw bullshit, just trying to make like a compelling case for shenanigans and horseshit. Uh, but all of that needs to come with, uh, obviously, you, you need to keep it safe and fair for everyone on the table. So even when I want to do my shit, just to make sure that uh, it bounds on a um, on someone that can put it down or like ground it, not to go over the moon and not to break the world, right? So yeah. I think it's very important to be um, open-minded and flexible, but also sometimes you have to say no. So and I'm okay with that, but as long as, you know, push a little bit, you know, this little rule to say, it's not in the rules, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> I, I, I do that a lot, especially when it comes to combat maneuvers. In fact, you are one of the people who has experienced that when Garnot decided to yes. psychically shun himself and the Beautiful. creature off of the, uh, from the, the platform edge the platform that we're on yeah uh yeah so i i do that quite a lot as well so um yes it's definitely fun especially when the dm that you're playing with goes along with it and then adds to it and just makes it a whole ball of chaotic mess uh but it's just it's it's, it's, it's an awesome let's roll another question 54 we're almost at the halfway point there Okay, so what is... So this is... And we'll make this a question for Ali and a question for Ashi. What is your favourite? Cats, dogs, or birds? <laughs> dogs. I'm a dog person. Definitely. Ashi... I think... I don't know. Probably birds... Because seagulls, maybe. Yeah. I don't think he's interact a lot. Can I say sharks? <laughs> you can say sharks if you want to. Yeah. I mean, we, we could add will, fish. Go watch the game. It will yeah. make sense. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's fine. Yeah. Definitely, definitely say sharks if you want to. Yeah. I mean, that was a very quick question. <laughs> Let's roll again. Three questions. <laughs> No, is that a fifteen? Yes, it is a fifteen. That looked like a six for a second. Then. Right, okay, so D&D and other TTRPGs uh, tend to attract quite creative crowds. Do you have any other creative crafts or hobbies that you like to do? Yeah, I um, uh, I like crafting in general. So um, I think during the some of the uh, streamings you've seen, like I, I made like set of horns. Uh, I did a little bit of um, sewing as well, uh, and I think I don't have like a specific uh, in terms of D and D like a proficiency in any of the tools. I just want to try uh, stuff, and I have a lot of shit that like halfway projects that is like, oh, one day I'm gonna finish them. But in general, I just want, I, I like, like, putting, taking my hands and produce something. So it could be like 
uh, any of the materials. Um, I did a, a little bit of um, digital drawing, so it's always trying to pound from one place to another without um, getting proficient in any. It's just basically like being a bard, you know, Jake yeah. of all trades. And yeah, but if I would like have to pick one, probably um, sewing or like cloth making would be the one to go. I was going to say that in most of the games you and I have been in together, obviously when you're when we when you see the the games that we put out on stream that cameras are zoomed in and cut out so we can see our <laughs> glorious faces as much as possible but when we're playing on zoom we can see a lot more of the background and oh, i yeah. nearly every nearly in every background that i've seen when i've played with you there's always been and there's one right behind you now some <laughs> form of a mannequin with so have, clothing on so i was wondering if that was something that was yours or somebody else uh, with, with so you. that is just a pattern for a sort of jacket and this way I have my horns all over the place. Uh, yeah, so I, over there is Tesselis horns, other Tesselis horns. And uh, this is for a um, centaur called Sina. Uh, he got like a um, course item that makes, uh, so it's his, um, his body hair is red, but he has this big blondy um, highlight it was like a joke of a course item, but I had to put it back and put it on. Um, that's it. So, yeah. Do you, I, do you cosplay this this stuff like outside, or do you go like to uh, prompt or anything, or do you just, or is it just for streaming for when you play over interwebs and all that sort of stuff? Mostly it's for streaming, but sometimes I just do shootings for Instagram, and that's it. I don't do uh, cosplay per se. Uh, not sure if I would go into it because it's so expensive. Yes. But uh, well, I mean, you can always be crafty and then create amazing things with two pounds. Um, but I think it's not the way I want to take my craft. It's just like accessories and stuff. Um, but uh, if, but I would like to collaborate. For example, right? Like if somebody is like really into cosplay, like really. Do you mind making me a set of horns? I will be like, okay, that I can do that because it's just one specific part of the cosplay rather than the whole sale, which might take, you know, hours yeah. and hours and hours. Right. So uh, we have come to the end. So we shall go back in and we shall say our goodbyes to Ashi. Uh, ready? Yes. So. Well, um, as you go to walk through the corridor, um, my deck of cards has disappeared. I've disappeared. I'm not there. You you can hear my, my voice in your head and that's about it. But you walk through the set of doors at the end and you come back into the parlor of Candor and you see myself stood behind the counter, shuffling my deck of cards, and picking out some, bending over and picking out some individual ones from inside the case and putting them in some uh, special protective stuff and then putting them back or slipping in. Yeah, I'm doing nerd stuff. But uh, that is the end of today's Talking is a Free Action. And I'd like to thank everybody in the audience. There is an audience, actually. Uh, for joining us for Talking is a Free Action. Uh, you can find us here every Friday at 6pm BST for Talking is a Free Action or our other show, Talk Together. Uh, you can also find us playing D&D on Mondays and Tuesdays at 6, at 6 p.m. BST, where you can follow the adventures of people just like Ashy. Uh, we currently have, I believe, uh, we have Fracture going on at the moment, which is our long-running campaign. Uh, we also have, I believe, it's going to be the last episode of uh, Monsters and Maelstroms uh, on, on Mondays as well. So they're going... Uh, bi-weekly with each other uh, and Tuesdays we have one of our reruns from the archives of World Together I completely lost my place on the thing I'm going to roll with it so but um, <laughs> all of these can be streamed at twitch.tv forward slash World Together RPG uh, VODs are available immediately after the stream to catch up 
or you can find all of our content archived over at YouTube a few days later. And don't forget, you can also enjoy them via podcast. Uh, many thanks again to our D20 Club on Patreon. If you'd like to support us, you can for as little as one of the local currency. We always do the hearts. And thank you again to all of our sponsors and supporters that we mentioned at the beginning. Hansi, you may exit the parlor of Candor. Do you have any final words or anything for me before you leave? Or? That was really fun. If you, if some of your friends go sick and you need someone to, you know, like uh, understudy, please call me. I will happy to host any of your rooms. Oh, I, I definitely hold you to that option. Unfortunately, you're going to forget this one, but I might leave a little nugget that when the call comes, you understand what it is. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> anyway, as you leave the door, as you leave, the door closes behind you and the sign in the door turns and it says on it the ancient question master proverb always stay classy at the table bye